we've already <laughs> fucked it up. Here's the deal. Uh, we are that was our worst one yet, yeah, by far. That was, that was so horrible. <laughs> All right, everyone. We're back. If you haven't noticed, The Bachelor slash Bachelorette is not back. But we are, because we're consistent <laughs> and hardworking. Okay. And, <laughs> full disclosure, we have had a light bit of alcohol that we did not expect to hit us, but it has. <laughs> So okay, we should there. really expect it at uh, this point. Oh. Like we can't even handle one yeah. glass of white wine. <laughs> Where <laughs> this is actually true. Grace and I, uh, we had one night. I don't know if we've ever discussed this on the podcast, but uh, we're both a bit of a lightweight. Oh, and God. <laughs> in college, we were hanging out for one of the first times. And we both had to pick our checks up from a theater company that we didn't really <laughs> want to. So we decided, oh, why not? We'll have a glass of wine before. We had, well, I kid you not. Well, okay, no, no. So you're not, you're not, you're leaving out the part where we had to pick our, ch- the, the theater company was having like an event oh, yeah. at McKay's. So they were like, we'll buy you pizza and beer if you come pick up your checks. Yeah. And we were still like, we're not sure we want to go, but like, we want our checks. So. <laughs> We want money. Yeah. So essentially we had Give like, us our one hundred and fifty dollars. <laughs> Mine was fifty. Just fifty. <laughs> I should have stayed. Uh so we had what I can tell you is half a bottle of wine and for some reason we were so split between the two drunk. of us. We were so drunk. Us, we got picked up. It was so stupid. We got picked up by a friend, and then we were trying to, like, keep it cool in front of just, like, some very elderly adults. Our professors. Grace was stuck between a mother and a child. A real child. Okay, yeah, because Liv fucking abandoned me, just for the record. There were two seats left. One was by a mutual friend of ours, and one was by the mother of the child in the production, and Liv took the one by the friend. We continued drinking because at this point we were already drunk in front of these adults. Too late now. Yeah, that's what you do. There's there's also free alcohol. So honestly, I think I drank more in alcohol than I was paid for the show. It's unimportant. Um, (laughs) Grace was taking me the whole time. She's like, what's happening? She's like, oh, am I stuck with this child? I'm stuck with an adult. <laughs> and then our friend decided to drop us both at home, which was very nice because we were planning on walking there and back, and we drove us both ways. And then very we were nice. going to drive Grace home, and we were like, nah, stay over. So we had a cute little sleepover, and then I got food poisoning. <laughs> For the record, only sleepover I had in college. I don't enjoy a sleepover. Yeah, I love my own bed. I, I shouldn't say only. Don't <laughs> <laughs> like it. But I was like, no, yes, no. Liv, I want a sleepover. Yeah. I will wear your pajama pants that are like a literal foot too short for me. <laughs> oh, and we had a great time, except Liv was up all night vomiting yeah. with food poisoning. It was a bad time. <laughs> it was really actually the time. other one. I didn't vomit, but I did have massive diarrhea, unfortunately. <laughs> That's difficult. That's the one. I should have thrown up. It's It's... It was a great time, fond memories. It wasn't the only sleepover I had in college, but it was the only one I chose to have. The other ones were like, fuck, I'm here, and someone yes. can't drive me home, or I don't want to walk. Yeah. You know those ones? The worst. And it's the worst. Like, and you're like on the floor. Yep. Yep. Ugh. Someone's like, I got yes. it all set up for you. It's like, 
fully just a blanket on the floor. You're like, thank you. This is my fault. <laughs> if you yeah. guys have been here, so if Liv and I are bonded voice, by anything, <laughs> being lightweight. Yes, Liv, please introduce our guest. <laughs> we have a guest, and it is Claire Jones. Hi, Claire. <laughs> Would you like to give us a thirty-second spiel about yourself? Give us, give us the. Tell rundown. us about you. Yeah. Hey guys. I <laughs> my name's Claire. Wow. I am twenty-three. I'm a cancer. Ah. Um, <laughs> I like to read books. Nice. Cool. Um I guess I work as a makeup artist. That's like my trade. And I really enjoy trash television. Wow. Love that. I just think that that's I think it's nice. That's a good intro. Claire, I I gotta say, based on that intro, you are quite literally perfect for this episode. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. Also, that's cool. A bachelor book club. (laughs) I didn't know you were a makeup artist, but that does make sense. Because when I was looking at your profile trying to make the drawing, I was like, oh my god! (laughs) Makeup's so good. So good every photo. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Sometimes I forget, and then like someone will ask and I'm like I yeah. guess this is what I do as if I didn't like go to school for it and like do it for the last five years of my life <laughs> not me what love that but it's fine um we're just like moving through life as mm-hmm. human beings and like figuring things out all the time yes we are do you know what yeah, I mean sure and I live by that year. how wise <laughs> so how wise <laughs> Um, and I just have to say for our audience that when Claire is like, I love to read books, Claire read 100 books last year. Actually, Claire, is that the exact number? <laughs> that was the goal, but like, what's the real number? Was it exactly 100 It was or exactly what? 100. I mean, okay, so I Claire read like exactly some... 100 books. I had reread, like, I do a thing where I just have to reread like 70% of a book. But yeah. I didn't count it toward my hundred books because I just don't think it's fully like done. Counts. But I was like reading in between the hundred, but it was like literally the day of New Year's <laughs> Eve. <laughs> New Year's Eve was like one hundred books, and I was like, okay, phew. I read a kid's book okay. to round it out. I was <laughs> like, I will be getting this. <laughs> You're like Claire read a hundred books. That's a shit ton of books. Claire agrees with you. And Claire was like, that was too many books. I'm going to read 50 books this next year because, like, that was too many books. I got book hangover. And I was like, what a great idea. And then, like, two weeks later, I was like, Claire, so you're only reading 50 books this year. And she was like, just kidding. I'm reading 100. (laughs) I can't, like, back down now. Maybe I'll back down next year. But it's because I really only – and, I mean, I feel like partially – very equipped for this episode because my main genre for the last like six years of my life has just been romance. Love! Like, yes, great. That is almost exclusively what I've read until 2020 where I was like, I could pick up an adult fiction. If you would help. This year, my goal is to like have a really healthy mix of like genres, which mm-hmm. makes it more of a challenge. It is so easy to read 100 romance books, I have to tell you. Like, I used to read 80 without even knowing I was doing it. Um, But, yeah, I have thoughts and feelings (laughs) based on my experience (laughs) as a reader of romance. 
We've got an expert. We've got Grace mm. who reads. She does read. I <laughs> yes. don't Far read. fewer than 100, but yes, I've been there. Does that matter? No, you're probably getting more from it. You uh, <laughs> read 100 more books than I did last year. <laughs> <laughs> you have things to yeah. do. I don't yeah, know. Very People busy. Like, have lives. <laughs> So for Bachelor Book Club, in oh, terms wow. of Liv and I being a dynamic duo, oh, yeah. we've decided to like really split the work. Okay. Yeah. In that I will read the book. Sure. And Liv will do what she does best, which is get would on the Bachelor Reddit and find out all yeah. the tea. <laughs> because Liv is yes. always on the Bachelor Reddit. So she's gonna be the one to give us like this. all of the context for like who we're talking about. <gasps> this episode. It's not as relevant, because I guess we haven't said, we will be discussing mm. yeah. A Perfect Letter by Mr. Chris Harrison. In the future, we'll be reading books by, like, former yes. contestants, so Liv will be able to provide a lot of context about, like, their seasons, Here's especially because I only started watching with that Ari, so, so I don't know them. Oh my goodness. What's the thing, Liv? Yeah. Okay. yeah. No, I'm, like, relatively new. Okay. I ah. haven't been a consistent viewer, but I've watched for, like, a fairly long time. I remember Emily Maynard's season. Oh, that's before me. Love it. Which I feel like was a really long time ago. And I watched, like, Chris Souls. Yeah. I didn't watch Ari. I literally tuned into the first and last episode of Ari's season. And I was heated. <laughs> heated. <laughs> My mom, sister, and I were in the kitchen, like, screaming at the TV. And I was like, I don't know this man. I don't know anything about this man. <laughs> I'm ready to go off. <laughs> that was a good and season. I feel like... I have more, like, goodwill for him, but when I was watching that episode, I was like, he could die. Yeah. <laughs> no, Liv and I were definitely, like, uh, fuck Ari during his season, yes. but then literally last year we were like, TBH, Ari, hot. Yeah. Great hot? Bachelor. Right? Good Bachelor. I also rewatched it. Yes. Um, yeah, like, looking uh -oh. back, looking back. Thing. When I watched it, I was an embryo, and, like, mm. you know, I, I was like, he has gray hair, what the fuck is he doing here and then we watched yeah, it again well, and we were like that's daddy like wow correct. hello I, yeah. yeah and and yeah. every bachelor following him has also been an embryo so he was like i don't, yeah. I don't even remember he was like 31 the but he's nerve. ancient compared to the other yeah. people who have like followed him yeah isn't that weird he was he was like the bachelor that everyone's like He's just, like, older. He's, like, ready to settle down. <laughs> yeah, 31. He's in his early 30s. I know! <laughs> who, okay, who... Let me, let me see. Who was your... Uh, if you had to pick your, uh, your favorite... Like, if you had to pick the person that you would personally marry out of the Bachelor franchise, who would you pick? The whole well, franchise, we'll do, we'll do marry, fuck, kill. Yeah. Who would you marry? Who oh, would you fuck? God, and who would you kill? Oh, God. That's so broad. Yeah. I know that is broad. I would kill okay. Peter Weber. Yeah, yes. But it's like <laughs> a close tie with um, Colton. Oh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh -huh. uh, sure, sure, sure. He, big stalker. That's scary. Yeah. yeah. Um... Can it wait? I'm sorry. Are we going yeah. after franchise or like like contestants? Franchise, or? yeah. Any oh. franchise, whole franchise. Oh. It's Free like range. so broad. It's so broad. It's too broad. Okay. Some might say, <laughs> arguably, as many villains as there have been. <laughs> yes, I stand by that for the kills. 
Yes. Like, fuck okay. you, Peter. Yes, Lover. no, no, I no, think it's fair. I think it is fair. You really messed up this season. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know, Grace. I'm so curious to hear your answer. Yeah, me too. Okay. I would kill mm. Jordan Kimball. <gasps> um, Hate. Mm-hmm. So annoying. So annoying, annoying. But gave I us mean, an iconic line. An iconic line. And that is. Which one? Which one? Cheers to you being a bitch. <laughs> okay. Cheers to you being a bitch. And you know what? I still say it. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. <laughs> okay. I would okay. kill Jordan Kimball. I would. Okay. No one get mad at me, okay? I would fuck Tyler Cameron. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah, that's a big thing. And then I would marry, perhaps because he's fresh in my brain, perhaps because he's perfect, Zach Clark. Oh, yes. Okay, very good. I would kill Colton. I would fuck Zach Clark. And I would marry Wills. Do you remember Wills? Oh, Wills! Yes. I think we'd have a very good creative... He's also a graphic designer. We would have a great you, marriage. You and Wills would have a fun life together. Yes, we would. I think we would be a good partners. Would we have a sexless marriage? Hard to know, but possibly. Hard to know. <laughs> Hard to know. You're off fucking Zach Clark. You, it doesn't matter. <laughs> My husband. Do you guys remember true. Ben Zorn? Ben Z? Yes. Yes. Okay. Now that I'm saying that out loud, I literally don't remember what season he was on, but I... Uh, it was, was um, so into it. Oh yeah, he was on um, <laughs> whenever it aired. Face? Caitlin, Caitlin Bristow's. Yes, I was like this. This, <laughs> this <is> it. man, <laughs> Ben Z. But I agree with Tyler Cameron, and I, I feel like I'd marry him. Mm. Okay. Wait, who like, would you I marry? Don't know. I I kind of like hate him, Tyler Cameron. Yeah. Oh, you'd marry Tyler. I Cameron. kind of hate him, but I also feel like he might treat me right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. We've, he's a fuck yeah. boy, but he's like a nice fuck boy, you know? He might be a nice fuck boy. I don't Yeah. We can't know. I've like purposely, I didn't watch Hannah's season, so I don't know that much about him. Okay. Mm. Well, I've, on like, Hannah's season, picked my after info. just <laughs> Hannah's season, I yeah. would have said Mary. No oh, questions. Yeah. <gasps> it's like his unfortunate Instagram behavior following. Yes. I take it back. It demoted him to fuck. I would marry Ivan. Oh, <gasps> yeah. Yes. Love. Sweetest man alive. Oh, that's. Yes. Yes. Great. Fuck Tyler. So Cameron. good. That's, okay. Here we go. That's Wait, great. Liv. That's what were choice. what were we talking about? You asked who I would pick. Oh, if I had been in Tasha's position, who I would have picked? Oh, yeah. I don't remember. You you asked. I did. You yeah. asked something about who I would have picked, and I said Ivan. Absolutely. Yeah. I actually think that would because be a here's good the deal. I love Zach, but I was not attracted to Zach at all until I fell in love with his personality. Whereas I was attracted to Ivan like immediately yeah and he's got a great personality so i feel like if i had been in tasha's position i might not have given zach enough of a chance yeah. to like fall in love with his personality and then his looks and i would have just gone straight for Ivan. i have a I suspicion understand. that zach exudes sexy energy mm-hmm. but okay Liv, you and i know on. we have like <laughs> polar opposite taste in men please okay. declare who you think the hottest man alive is okay which one because i've got several i'll list them all uh, Rupert Grant, yeah. sixth movie of Harry Potter. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Seth Rogen. Claire, don't make faces like Mr. you're agreeing. <laughs> Mr. Tomnes! Are you fucking kidding me? Look at him. 
The man exudes sexiness. <laughs> She's not saying James McAvoy. She is saying Mr. Tumnus. Like, for the record. She didn't forget his name. She knows what she's doing. That man knows what he's about. in men so her thing she would have been able to read zach's sexy energy is not a huge boost of confidence that i would have also been able to but i would agree that i would okay because i also didn't think i liked zach that much like he was kind of like a he was a sneakerhead and you could tell oh he was a sneakerhead sneakers bothered me if he could yes (laughs) i think he's hot except the cringe dad energy like really like is a little too much for me, but there's something about an underbite that, unfortunately, I'm <laughs> so into. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I, yeah, I was liking it. <laughs> I was liking it. And I don't know, like, just the first, I guess this isn't about, like, Tasha and Zach, but when I first saw them, I remember texting Helen and being like, chemistry. Yes! <laughs> they have yes. chemistry. And usually on The Bachelor, I feel like we don't get to see that. They never show, like, the genuine... No. No. It was just Same very... Same with Love Island. Yeah. Do we watch Love Island in this house? I do. Yes. We do. I, I, I do, yes, we do. I have recent seasons, but I've watched the first, like, five. Okay. We're obviously talking UK, That's funny. I right? just restarted... Yes. Okay, great. I just restarted season six last night. I don't know why, but I was like, I must right now. <laughs> but what I find is that the... Um, the like seventh episode the behind the scenes episode mm-hmm. or like the one where it's just like that's when i'm like oh i understand why these people like each other now where it's like when the episodes are fully revolving around the drama it's the same thing with the bachelor where like i don't care about them until i see more of like the real side of it and then it makes yeah. so much more sense to me even like the like bloopers. Matt, yeah so boring his whole season and then the second they were like an end clip i was like yeah oh so he's funny he's hot he yeah. has so much to say what are <laughs> yeah like, yeah what yeah, are yeah. Doing? i don't God. understand well that's the thing what we're Matt's doing season, is a mess. like what they aired <laughs> correct was so cookie cutter like it was so every yeah. line was predictable and yes. it's like you know people aren't like that yeah and that's not like that but whatever i've never that's heard a, a single person in real life say say what's on my heart i need to say what's on my heart. <laughs> you need to say what's on your heart right now <laughs> i swear to god he like didn't want to say it and they brought him in they're like this is what you have to say and he's like yes <sighs> it's like they gave him a script of phrases and they were like, yeah. like he's is- got they've got cue cards behind this the camera yes exactly okay like he was too good for the franchise yeah well and we, he we hadn't agree. been through it either so that's like yeah he didn't even know what he was supposed to be doing and i fell thrown into the deep end and they just used him tough. fucked up we hate it Agreed. we stand mad yeah. love matt i feel like this is a good well, segue into chris harrison oh, that yeah. being said oh. 
I would love to start talking about a perfect letter because I have a lot of thoughts, but I do want to add like a little disclaimer, which is that we are, we, we were like, not sure whether or not we were going to do this specific episode, even though I had already read a perfect letter because of all the stuff with Chris Harrison. And we were like, we don't want to, we don't like him. We are not in support. However, we then realized we would be doing nothing but trashing this book and telling people yeah. not to go read it. So we felt <laughs> comfortable doing it. So I just want to put it out there. Yes. Everything was considered. Um, but ultimately, we are just telling people to not go yeah. support him. Don't go support him. This Don't episode. follow him. Don't read his it's definitely not worth book. a read. <laughs> it's not worth a read. <laughs> just right off the bat. Look, we know. Um, we know our voices and our yelling and our uh, assumptions about this and the, the book and everything may tempt you to peep into this here book. But d- quell that. Quell that. And uh, yeah. don't do it. Correct. In fact, yes. like, I am sure Claire will be able to offer you many, many romance novel options at the end of this podcast. <laughs> I will even be able to contribute a few myself because, yeah. okay, so I am not as much a connoisseur of the genre as Claire, but I also recently got really into the romance novel. So I'm excited to talk about yeah, just like the tropes and stuff. Um, and we can, we can talk more about great recs for romance novels in the end of the episode. But I would How love fun. to start. Yes. Um, by reading the back cover of the book. So, Yay. everybody, this is A Perfect Letter, written by Chris Harrison, published in 2015. <laughs> and, um, Claire, I, after I finish, I immediately want your thoughts on the back cover of the book. Um, because I have those. <laughs> so, we have, from the man who knows a thing or two about love, Lee Merrill spent 10 years running away from her past. Now, she's going back. A talented young book editor in New York City, Lee, leads a rich life full of writing, parties, and romance far from the dust of her grandfather's horse farm in Texas. And she is engaged to Joseph, a brilliant, generous man who adores her. Still, when she's invited to a writer's conference in Austin, Lee can't help but feel that Texas, with all of its tangled secrets, is calling her home. She tells herself the trip is just for a few days away to catch up with old friends, meet new authors, and clear her mind. But Lee's plans for a quiet retreat quickly dissolve when she discovers a stack of letters from her past in her hotel room. Letters that bear her soul and her deepest, darkest secrets. Letters she wrote to the love of her life. After years of running but with nowhere left to hide, Lee must finally get what she truly wants. Must finally decide what she truly wants and just how much she'll risk to get it. Okay, Claire. (laughs) Having read the book. Wow. Does that not sound like the back cover was written? By someone who had only heard a summary of the book. <laughs> correct. Completely correct. <laughs> because that is a fair summary of the first exact 50%. Because I remember like where I was in the book when things took a quick turn. Um, <laughs> yes. Like, because like... Oh, also it starts and she's like and she's engaged to joseph implying that that's when she's in new york city when she is in fact not like she's not engaged to joseph (laughs) like to me this was like sometimes my boss will be like hey grace can you draft an email for me like i'll edit it but can you draft an email for me and then she'll tell me exactly what she wants the email to say 
and then I'll just like type it up with different words like to me it sounds like someone was like can you write the back cover of the book for me like you don't have to read it like can you just draft it up for me and then they were like okay and did it sounds like the third person in telephone it's like the first person read the book the second person summarized it and the third person was like yeah sure I got it horses yes I think that's I think that's it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so I think I will just give maybe my summary of the book. And then, Claire, feel free to jump in if you, you come up with anything. And then we'll just, maybe we'll start going through okay. it. Okay. So my summary of the book okay. is we have Lee Merrill, our, our, our star, our lead, our heroine. Um, <laughs> and she is an editor in New York City. And her boyfriend, Joseph, and she's just published, like, a very big deal book. And it's a release party for the book, and it's, like, a huge deal. And her boyfriend, who is also her boss, just for the record, (laughs) publicly proposes to her at her big event. And then she says, can we talk about this later in front of everyone? (laughs) Immediately following. Right off the bat, hate a public proposal. Ah. Hate a public proposal. Yeah. Hate it. Also, there's a whole line where it's like, because they have to mention that Joseph is like her boss at this publishing company, and it's like he mentored her like all the way up from when she was an intern. Quote, but it wasn't like that. What? Like it literally <laughs> says, I he was like just interested in her career development. Yeah. yeah. So I second hating a public proposal. Did you guys ever go through a promposal that was really public? Yeah. Oh, gosh. Okay. Many. I'll tell mine. Absolutely. Mine was my freshman year. It was for homecoming, actually. My freshman year of high school. And uh, this guy, he just stood up in the bleachers and said, Hey, you want to go to homecoming with me? What are you supposed to say? It was very aggressive. Wait, to you? Very public. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh my god. You know what's worse? He asked, so someone else didn't get to ask. Actually, Mason's twin. So my boyfriend's twin in our freshman year of high school was going to ask me to homecoming, and his friend didn't want him to have a date because he was just like, I don't know, you know, he was a freshman boy. So instead, he uh-huh. stood up in front of everyone and asked me very publicly to go to homecoming. So I am against public. Okay, but what if that person's a time traveler trying to stop you from dating your boyfriend's twin? (gasps) That is worse. Just saying. This is a good theory. It's not worse. Wait, that actually is better. No, that's better. Here's the thing. I just conceptually don't think this person could time travel. If this person time travels, then we're all fucked. Mm. Yeah. Um, I feel like sometimes you get roped into time travel. Yeah, sure. you know what I mean. Sure. <laughs> like, Liv, did you have it. a question about the book? <laughs> I just wanted to talk about myself. <laughs> um, I did have a thought. I have forgotten it. So circle back. Circle back. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, it's like he's her boss. He mentored her, and he only like oh. again. These are like lines from the book. He like only asked her out after, after. it was appropriate, yes, and it was very respectful. Office. Yes, okay. and only then he a, asked her a few out. times of him asking before she said yes. Mm-hmm. So so gross. So, I don't remember good. It's what fine. I was gonna say, 
in that there is rumor that Chris Harrison slept with one of the Bachelorettes. And though he is Andy, do you remember? Well, Ew. <gasps> Ew. Yeah. So just looking deeper into his already disgusting psyche, I'm like, did you? Did you do it? Like before, during, after? Sounds like during. The season? <gasps> during? I'll look it up again. Oh Let's just say this is the like seventh hand information. This <laughs> 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 is really the down tea. the line. My favorite kind of information. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, who cares? <laughs> I wouldn't yeah. be surprised. Okay. He's sketchy. He is sketchy. Big time. So, and after reading this book, like, we'll get to it. Yeah. Um, well, Claire Claire texted me and was like, did he pay for a ghostwriter? <laughs> and that's the true question. Yeah. Because it's like, do we think Chris Harrison could write a book? Not really. But if he paid a ghostwriter, he didn't pay very much. <laughs> so it's like... <laughs> See, here's the thing. Like, it's not good. No. Let's put that out there. Yeah. It's not. But I also feel like it is too good for someone who doesn't write to have written it. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Well, no, I mean, like, writing like I read a lot of books. I could hard. not. I couldn't string a single chapter together that yeah. someone would want to read. No, that's like, fair. Yeah. I couldn't pick the adjectives. I couldn't pick like any like plot. Nothing. So like, what's the truth? Do you know okay. what's, the yeah. truth? what's the truth? That's a very good point. Um, because I feel like like a ghost writer, I feel like I have mostly heard about in the context of like either speech writing or like autobiographical stuff. So yeah. like, I guess like I haven't heard about it that much in the sense of like a fictional book, but it would make sense. I think it's a thing. Yeah, I mean oh, well, if- check out that it was kind of bad, you know, because it is hard to write. Like, it's it's probably a bit easier to write, ghostwrite someone's personal story because they've got all the information. Whereas, like, right. mm-hmm. you know, Chris Harrison delivers, like, a half-assed, like, timeline and is like, go crazy. Yeah. That could, that could turn out kind of bad. That's true. I did write yeah. in my notes. <laughs> um, where is it? Oh, no. Oh, I would rather die than think about Chris Harrison and the word panties. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> no. if it w- I would prefer to imagine that it was a ghostwriter <laughs> because I simply hate the thought of him, like, typing it out. Oh, and ew. I texted Grace about this, but the amount of times he said buttocks. 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 So much. She cupped his buttocks. Hey, yeah. don't do that. No. <laughs> what if we didn't, actually? No. no. Just a thought to consider. Um, you guys, what I'm thinking about is the fact that I oh. doubt Chris Harrison typed it. I feel like, what if he wrote this thing in voice to text? <laughs> <laughs> He's just like, hey, speaker. And he dropped his buttocks. Oh my god! Oh my god! Um. Okay, I'm I'm getting us back yes, on track. Please, please, I need please, to. please. So, Joseph P- 
publicly proposes to Lee, and she's like, can we talk about this later? And then they go back to her house, where she lives. They don't live together. And he's, like, trying to talk about it, and she's like, no, just trying to have sex with him. And then she, like, has all these things about how she's, like, he's, like, a a a good lover or whatever but she's like a little bit bored so then Lee's move is like surprise bondage without (laughs) consulting with Joseph she just like starts like tying him up a little bit and he's like whoa stop it she's like oh you're so boring (laughs) and then he goes home (laughs) How does that happen? The audacity. <laughs> oh my god. Um, just like threw that in there. Um But then the next morning she's on a plane to Texas. And this Lee Live. Mm. I almost called you Lee. This is gonna get so messy. Oh no. Um, I know, I'm so embarrassed. Um, so Liv. Yes. This is the first time that she's been back to Texas in like ten years since her grandfather died. She's been avoiding it mm. because of her deep dark past that we and don't know about of yet. It being Texas, I and because of Texas. <laughs> although I do have to say, if this book is a love story of anything, it's a love story with Texas. Okay, fair because, enough. Like, <laughs> Truly. Also, I'm listening. I'm just trying to find my highlights of the book. Yeah, no, 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 no. okay, <laughs> wonderful. You're so good. Because You're so good. I do like her friend picks her up at um the airport and her best friend is like very classically the like slutty wild friend who knows whatever arguably the only good what part of this book note? except for the fact that chris harrison wrote her makes me mad um it ruins it a little but i just have to say so it's like chloe has her friend in texas lee has been in new york for 10 years and their reunion is described as quote the texas hippie chick and the cool new york brunette nope and everyone (laughs) in the airport stopped to watch them hug because they were so fascinating the the texas and beautiful and the cool new york brunette and then lee wearing like stilettos obviously on the plane yeah yeah um and then she proceeds to take off, quote, her New York shoes in the airport and walks barefoot mm-hmm. through the airport, which is not quirky main character vibes. It's disgusting. No. <laughs> Has Chris Harrison never been to an airport? What is happening? No, he's like, you know what hot girls do? Take off their shoes just wherever. That's hot girl shit. <laughs> Including a disgusting <laughs> airport. Baggage claim area. We're always trying to achieve. Next time we all go to the airport, okay? Shoes off the whole way. Yeah, it's like you take off your shoes at security and you don't. (laughs) That is truly (laughs) so disgusting. (laughs) And it's like she's not wearing socks. Like, okay, I've got to move on. Yeah, here's the thing. Not to be Um, logistical about this, but they use air conditioning. There's no way the floor is warm. I know that that's not important, okay. but I'm just saying I feel like her feet would be cold. <gasps> cold feet. It's a symbol. It's Texas. It's a Liv. symbol. It's Grace. Texas. She's having cold I found feet about my her note. boyfriend. Okay, what's the note, Claire? Okay. Yes, laugh. <laughs> it was later in the book, but let's see. I don't know what... I'll find the quote. The note is, no development of the Chloe friendship in the team timeline 
teen timeline, if you will, until we <laughs> needed the spunky friend waiting in Texas. Yes. Okay, so Chloe is like, exactly, pink hair. She like says the quirky one-liner. She's like, fun, fun girl. Yeah. She's a she singer in She texts in all caps, <laughs> like. Yes, yeah. yes. And she's like, weirdly supportive of everything Lee does and I'm like no no <laughs> Lee is no. making bad choices um, <laughs> but allegedly her family and cause okay so it's mentioned that like this creepy guy in the story had turned his attention on her in their teen years but I'm like we never heard about Chloe earlier Not yeah once. very weird yeah so cause we get a lot of like yeah explanation of Lee's teen years mm-hmm. because that leads to like the, the dramaticness of the story and they're like Chloe's been her best friend Chloe's not mentioned Chloe's not mentioned one back no. on the ghostwriting theory I'm just picturing Chris Harrison he's like here okay here are the first few chapters and he's like where's Chloe he's like what are you talking about he's like Chloe you Chloe obviously and there like, are Fine, okay there are so many things <laughs> There are so many things in this book that are clearly just there because something needed to be there. I will start <laughs> off with the book the book that Lee publishes that's like the big deal yeah. that Joseph proposes at the party for is called a perfect letter. So that they can use the phrase a perfect letter mm. throughout the book. This book is never relevant again. It's never mentioned <laughs> again. It's not important. Second, like, again, Chloe, obviously just there to move the plot forward, to be the spunky friend, Mm -hmm. to be someone in Texas she can connect with because she doesn't have anyone else there. Third, we'll get to it, this guy named Jim is only there to move the plot forward and receives far too many pages for that purpose. (laughs) I was a huge Jim fan. Okay. I mean, who but she kept being like, I felt like I knew him. And I was like, so does this mean, is there a connection to the past? That would have been a fun twist. No. No. He's just there to be like, he's hey, old, little lady. but I'm flirting with him. Correct. <laughs> no. She's like, he's like and 60, then, but charming. My grandpa's age. And he's like, I'm not that old. <laughs> I was like, well then. Okay. okay. The twist absolutely was leading to and should have been he's her father but it never got there yes it never happened correct um i would okay I'm oh gonna the father thing gonna save it. never came back never came back never i'm gonna save it i'm gonna save it okay so <laughs> chloe and lee meet at the airport mm-hmm. they immediately go for burritos <laughs> classic, classic. She's like, I'm so pretty, but like I stuff a burrito, maybe. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Yeah. One margarita, please. Um, Yeah, Chloe's Chloe's like, give me the marg. (laughs) (laughs) Of course, Chloe and Corky. So then Chloe's like, oh, by the way, Jake's back in town. And you're like, who the fuck is (laughs) as the reader? And I feel like I just need to, I need to do all the explaining of who Jake is because none of the story is going to make any sense. Um, so Jake, we flash back to Lee's teen years. Lee is 16 years old. She is living on her grandfather's ranch farm. By the way, her grandfather is very wealthy. He like breeds thoroughbred like horses for racing. I don't know what they're for, but 
they're like the expensive kind. Men really so love to be like, oh, romance novel? Let's add a horse. Correct. Add a horse. Add a horse. <laughs> you would be a Correct. horse only there so there can be a hayloft. Yeah. Like, let's, we all know this Let's to be, be real. Yeah. Um, and Texas, so like. Yes. Absolutely. She has to wear her cowboy boots, you know what I mean? So Lee is like. 16 running around on her grandpa's ranch and her grandpa hires these two men to come in and like train the horses ben and dale and ben brings his son jake who's like 17 and like literally the first thing that dale says to like a 16 year old lee is creepy and gross and then ben also says something creepy and gross like in front of her they're just like the first time they meet her they're like you know what we're gonna do to the 16-year-old granddaughter of our boss, like, make lewd comments and talk about how this farm is going to be a cash cow for us. Like, that's the move. Um, Mm -hmm. And so then Jake, like, also says something rude. But it's because Jake, he doesn't say something gross. He just says something rude because his dad made him move there from Kentucky and, like, move away from his friends and girlfriends when he's mad at his dad. Um, And so Jake's like, ew, this farm's going to turn us into hicks. And then... Lee is like, you're an ass, and <laughs> also you have braces, and storms away. Love. She this really is calls not out the enemies braces. to lovers storyline that you're looking for. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to tell you all now, this is not the enemies to lovers storyline you're looking for. He comes over to the house four minutes later, and is like, my dad said I had to apologize. And then she was like, he's charming. And then they become friends. <laughs> Okay, this one of my notes was no real relationship development. Like, what made them interesting? <laughs> because there's nothing. Yeah. There's nothing. And spoiler alert, it doesn't get better through the rest <laughs> of the book. You're not suddenly like, I understand why they're t- no. no. No, no. In fact, it's, like, it's only like less certain. You know what yes, I mean? Yeah. Absolutely. No, I totally agree. For their first kiss, like, I was like, ooh, kind of fun. That's it. Yeah. No, no. It's as far because as we got. Like, so you have one page. You have one page where she's like, you're an ass. Correct. And he's like, I'm sorry. Then you have like two paragraphs maybe where it's like, after that, Lee and Jake became friends. They would ride around the farm together on their horses. <laughs> then one day they went to a cave. There were a bunch of bats in the cave, and they got scared, and then after the bats went away, they kissed. (laughs) Like, that's... And then after that, of course, they're inseparable. The grandfather is like, he's bad for you. I don't want you near him. She's like, you can't tell me what to do. They date in secret. (laughs) Then she's like, I want to have sex with him, but he's like, no, we should wait. Like, I want it to be special. Then, obviously, they go to a hayloft um, and have yeah. sex for the first time and both orgasm. Of course. Because, wow. obviously, okay. a 17-year-old boy really knows really how to make her, her. make her come. Yeah. That yeah. makes sense. Yeah. Checks out. Absolutely. Correct. They just have um, undeniable passion um, for some reason that we are not aware yes. of. Oh, yeah. great. <laughs> cool. Great. And, like, does he still have braces? LMK. You know what I mean? Like, I don't feel like I've got a resolution on that one because 
doesn't seem conducive to having a great time. I'm not going to lie. Like, no yeah. offense. No, fair My enough. My braces wearers, but like, <laughs> can't relate. Like, That's could, why you uh, have to get in this line, right, time. Claire? <laughs> Um, yes. Yeah, so anyway, um, these two 17-year-olds have just, like, a bunch of great sex all the time, and uh, in secret. Because mm. yeah. they manage that, even though his dad is always on the lookout for them, and her grandpa's always, like, making sure they're not together, somehow yeah. they manage to successfully stay And again, secret. his Let's father also lives on this farm. Yeah. They yeah. all live on this farm. Let's just be clear. This ranch. That no teenagers are having sex secretly. Adults Correct. always know. And there are the ones who <laughs> ignore it or the ones who know about it and say something. And there is yes. no in-between. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck Chris Harrison's on, but that's not a thing. <laughs> I don't know. And why, why, why did we need a teenager story? I would just like to... No. No. Yeah. There's there's just something so creepy, I feel like, about him. I don't know. Especially as he continues to advise and the show continues to, like, trend younger. There's Mm -hmm. just something Mm -hmm. worse about this. I don't... Mm -hmm. Just with what his role is as, like, a professional or whatever, I don't think he should be writing about teenagers. There's just, like, an extra creepy level, and I don't know exactly why. Maybe just because yeah. I hate him, but, like, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. No, I agree. Well, and there's this one, like, the character Dale's only role is to sexually harass and low-key assault Lee when she's 17 years Super old. Super cool. Yeah. So. Yeah. Like, couple of those scenes. Um... <laughs> Which are just, like, again, like, you never enjoy reading any of those scenes. But, like, these were just exceptionally poorly written. Yeah. Like, just in terms of everything. Yes. And it was so, like, the whole time I was thinking about it, it was very much a man being like, this is what sexual assault is. Yes, is a man being like, "Hey, sugar, <laughs> let me get your hands." Don't on you, you want to have sex with me? Like, <laughs> yes, I'm. I don't. Jesus. I don't know. I. Yeah. Um, Dale, good old Dale Tucker. <laughs> mm-hmm. Dale Tucker. Yeah. Well. Okay. So anyway. So then it's this is very key at this point. Jake is 18, Lee is 17. You know, mm-hmm. Jake is an adult. And he's like, here's the thought. We get married in secret. As soon as you turn 18, <laughs> your grandfather can't do anything about it then. You'll, like, go to Harvard, because Lee got into Harvard, obviously. Um, you'll go to Harvard, I'll come with you, it'll be perfect, it'll be great. And Lee's like, yes, perfect, great. So then, one day, Jake gets, one night, Jake gets back from a trip, and Lee's been waiting for him. And he goes into the barn, and she follows him there. And she hears him arguing with Dale. And Jake's like, I'm gonna tell Lee everything. I'm gonna tell her and her grandfather all the shit you've been up to. And Dale's like, no, you won't. I'll kill you. And so then Lee goes and gets her grandfather's gun. And, like, because Dale starts, like, I don't know, strangling Jake or something. I don't remember. There's a cord. It's, like, wrapped around his neck. It's a couple things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um, And she's, like, she points the gun at him, and she's like, stop it. 
and he's like no, I don't know. I don't, <laughs> basically, basically, he's like, I know that you two are sleeping together. I know that you're hooking up. I'm going to tell your grandfather he's going to get rid of Jake. He's going to ruin your life. Like, I've got all this dirt on you. And I'm going to tell him, unless you have sex with me? Mm-hmm. Question mark. Question mark. What the fuck? Unclear. There was, like, previous sexual harassment. Yeah. Yes. That, like... Is kind of context for this, but also exactly. He, like, it's he, it, it was it only like blackmail, in the story for but without specifics. Correct. In what world um, is Chris Harrison qualified to write about sexual harassment? Literally not. none. None. Zero not, worlds. Not this planet. Not, not this, this Earth, or any other universe no. that I not know of. Not this floating circle. Uh uh-uh. uh. Yeah. Sphere. So basically, Sphere. for the record, Jake has dirt on Dale. But Dale is like, you're not going to say anything and you're going to put the gun down because I'll tell the grandfather that you're in on this. And also then like as he he's like starts walking toward Lee to like get the gun, but not like, mm-hmm. you know, like I don't want to say calmly because obviously he's not a good guy. He's still a threat in this situation. But like he's not like trying to grab it so he can shoot yeah. them. He's mm-hmm. just like coming toward her to get it. But at the same time, he's also being like, don't you like want to have sex with me? Like, you know, you want it. Like, I don't know. Um, so she shoots and kills him. Great news. (laughs) Well, you'd think. So she shoots and kills him. He does come back to life. Fair enough, I suppose. And Jake's like, here's the deal. We're going to tell them it was me. We're going to tell them I shot him. And we're going to tell them it was self-defense. We're going to tell them we, we didn't know it was him. We thought it was a thief. Like, trying to steal the horse. Just repeat this story. He comes up with it. Very unhelpful. Immediately. Okay. Immediately. <laughs> He's 18 years old. He's like, here's the whole situation. Here's the way that I'm going to get by up step. with le- less jail time. Wow. <laughs> if this were a real 18-year-old, he'd literally be like, my mom. <laughs> Straight up. Well, both their moms are dead, so. <laughs> well, he definitely would say that then. She's an orphan. Oh. Because, of course, she's an orphan. My other Hi, note is... We forgot to talk about her mom. Men love a damaged orphan woman. What's up yeah. with that? Yeah. Literally... What is up with that? Every, every like... Every Disney movie, I would say, yes. to the most, is like... Oh, this girl. She's very cool. And an orphan. And an orphan. Best. That's hot. Like, and if there's, hot. like, an extra secret trauma in her past, like, even yeah. fucking better. That's, oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. you're a little damaged. That's what takes it from PG to PG-13. Yeah. Correct. Absolutely. Correct. Yeah, so she, yeah, she's an orphan. She's raised by her grandpa. I feel like that's important to yeah. note. Like, yes. her grandpa, father, if you will. Father figure, who knows. Well, um, because... Her mother mm. was like a wild child, right? Abby Merrill was a wild child. Ran away to New York. Comes back from New York after five years, unmarried but pregnant. Texas grandfather, Huge not issue. very supportive of this, but loves Lee with all his heart. Um, there is like three paragraphs about Lee's mom. I just described what is the contents of like mm-hmm. two of them, mm-hmm. and they're like she's stubborn. And Lee loved her. And she, like, died of breast cancer or something when Lee was 10. But then they proceed to be, like, Lee is stubborn as a character trait. 
only when convenient. Right. Not all the time. This is not something she displays. But every once in a while, there will be a line that's like, but Abby Merrill's daughter could outstubborn them any day. And it's like, she has never displayed this trait. No. <laughs> and also, who is Abby Merrill again? Oh, right. Her mom. There's no character consistency. No. Not, not, a, not a speck. Not a speck. Except Chloe. She Except really Chloe. takes that quirky friend thing to the grave. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, because I was going to say, because she is the largest stereotype in this Correct. book. <laughs> she has pink hair. Did we mention that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're like, okay, we've so done she's enough character development. Her hair is a different color. We're, we're getting off topic. Okay. Jake comes up with this horse thief story. Oh, yes. Tops. Um, so they're like, yes, great. Except for Lee is doing a really bad job of helping with this story. <laughs> so the cops arrest Jake, immediately mm. find steroids in his glove compartment because he has been crossing state lines getting horse drugs for Dale and his dad who have been like doping these prize race horses secretly to cover up their training mistakes so automatically four years in jail just for drug charges <laughs> um which I feel like he should have seen coming just for the record oh my god truly yeah he has this when whole plan and he doesn't bother to fucking hide the steroids. Are you kidding me? Yeah, when taking the fall for murder, just make sure you can't actually be convicted of, like, drug trafficking. Yeah. <laughs> and why did his dad not serve time? Yes. Why? Oh, well, okay, because... because they said it in the trial. <laughs> when, when Jake was on trial, he blamed everything on Dale and Dale's dad. So he said that Dale did everything so his dad would get off. Because his dad and Dale were in on it, but Dale isn't alive to defend himself. So Jake was like, yeah, Dale was making me do everything. My dad didn't know anything. This is about the real Dale and how much Chris Harrison hates him for ruining his show. Dale Mott. I thought that was an interesting coincidence. (laughs) I will say I feel like the trial that is coming up is... Uh, a precursor for Chris Harrison um, suing or going to court with ABC <laughs> for firing him. <laughs> That's okay. foreshadowing. So he trial. knew this was going to happen. Yes, at the Absolutely. at the trial. At the trial, Jake's already got four years in prison for drugs. <laughs> um, and then Lee eaten alive with guilt eaten mm. alive with guilt at jake taking the fall for her decides to get up on the stand and confess so she goes up on the witness stand when she's called upon and she like tells the whole truth and everyone's like nah <laughs> we don't believe you also may we remind you no one looks into it <laughs> that if you're telling the truth jake perjured himself and can go to jail and if Jake's telling the truth, you just perjured yourself, and you can go to jail. So you're both going to jail unless you tell us right now that you're lying. Dumb. And she's like, yikes, okay, I guess I'm lying. <laughs> yeah. But <laughs> in confessing, she revealed a bunch of stuff that, like, poked a bunch of holes in the horse thief story. So then they're like, oh, it wasn't self-defense. It was just murder. Jake's going to prison for ten years. She fucked him. So, like, she, she really fucked him. Wow. Yeah. Really screwed him over. Um, so, anyway, Jake went to prison for 10 years. Lee wrote him a letter 
wrote him letters for like four and he never replied and so because when they're like the police were taking him away in trial he was like move on forget about me whatever and she was like i'll never forget about you and then she wrote him letters and he never replied so eventually she did move on but now <gasps> dun, 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 10 years later he's out of prison and chloe saw him yeah yeah, yeah. so lee lands in texas and the they're out time. for burritos and and drinks at 11 a.m and at 11 a.m. Chloe's like, I saw Jake at the diner <laughs> looking hot. <Classic. laughs> He's um, got that post-jail glow. Post-jail <laughs> <laughs> He's like obviously beefed up. He's like yeah. run several entrances he was 19. He like read all a the lot. things. Yeah. <laughs> run several oh, inches. Yes, he did. <laughs> he was reading Tolstoy. <laughs> Actually, yes, Liv, he was reading. <laughs> Fuck! He yes. read Anna Karenina. Oh, fully. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, my God. That's part of the book. Absolutely. That's awesome. Um, okay, okay, but so, anyway, so Lee is freaked. Oh, what were you going to say, Claire? I don't know. I'm just like, did we explain why Lee is going to Texas? Yes. For this conference? No, we didn't. We didn't. Yeah, no, okay. no, go for it. She hasn't been back to Texas since her grandfather's funeral six years ago when she was in college because she feels so much guilt that she can't go to Texas. About Jake. Yeah. Sure. Gotcha. And, uh, but this conference where she is invited to be a keynote speaker, she's like, okay, I'll do it. The Austin Writers Conference. I'll go. I'll go to Austin. We get lots of like romantic descriptions of Austin obviously um and then uh yeah she's at this weird resort there's like a nice lady there who runs the thing Sandra. and she just like is Sandra. only there to loan Lee her car <laughs> only there good. to get Lee a bloody mary and be like Lee her car and heart. then tell her the secret <laughs> to a good marriage is great sex yes <laughs> yes <laughs> That those are Sandra like can really be broken down into three bullet points. Why do I feel like Chris Harrison's so bad at sex? Yeah, because he probably, probably correct. I don't know what to tell you. What's Lauren Zima? That's her name. Yeah, yeah. Like you know what's she does up all the with work. that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What is up with that? Leave him. You have a perfect excuse. I know. True. She's gonna take the. She's gonna take the Becca, um, the Becca Coop run approach. Be like, my partner's problematic. Now I get a successful podcast. That's how you do it. Also, admittedly, she had the successful podcast beforehand. That is true. That's fair. But she is rumored to be dating Emmanuel Acho. Becca Coop is. Shut up. Yeah, you're kidding. No. That shit's awesome. He, like, oh my god! She, I guess she was like flipping through. He, she was reading his book, and she was like flipping through it, and he had written her like a personal note. And was like so excited to like go hiking with you or something like that. I was like, mm-hmm. what? I love this. Oh I love this story arc for her. I hope it continues. He's saucy. She's saucy. Well, she's not that saucy, but he's saucy. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that could be fun. Wow insane and they could they could host the show together that'd be wild 
Because that would give him, like, that the bachelor connection that he needed. Sure. I liked him. Yeah, me too. I thought he did yeah. a great job. I no, agree. We're big fans. Especially, he like, plugged his show being, so hard. Oh, loved it. He truly did. <laughs> I was like, Uncomfortable this is the advertising that we <laughs> Thank were you. Thank you. I was like, he's choosing his words. Oh, yeah. Every time. This is the amount yeah. of plugging that we expect from the Bachelor franchise. Literally, Absolutely. every time they bring someone back, they're like, have you, catchphrase of my book, heard of this? I think, I thought he did so good, though, and especially since it was his first time hosting the show where mm-hmm. everybody's and he has to do it to a fucking side. No audience? That's insane. Yeah. Yeah. I would that's love true. to see him with an audience, I think. Yeah, like bouncing off of. Mm-hmm. The vibes. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. The vibes. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to pull us back to the please, Austin Writers Conference. Please, thank God. Okay. We're getting off track. So we're at the Austin Writers Conference. Yes. The thing that has compelled Lee to return to Texas. <laughs> Finally. She gives a keynote speech about a perfect letter. And she's like, a book is a letter that the author writes to the reader. And everyone's I like, so wise. I skimmed that so hard. <laughs> it was unbearable. It was unbearable. And it was also, because it was like, Terrible. Lee gives the keynote speech at Austin Writers Conference. They wrote the whole speech. This was like three pages of just her talking. We don't need the whole speech. Like, you just have to say that Lee gave a speech. And then you say that the audience loved it. Mm -hmm. And then we think it was way better than anything you could ever write. Correct. But instead you wrote the most unbearable (laughs) keynote address that one could ever have to sit through. If they're not going to let Martin Sheen do his fucking speech in the West Wing, you don't get to mislead. No. (laughs) What are you talking about? Martin Sheen doesn't always give his speeches. They'll be like, ah, big moment. and then. Oh, yeah, exactly. Um, if yeah. you do what they do in the West Wing, exactly. where they start off a speech and they say, my fellow Americans, yeah. I am here today to talk to you about, and then the camera cuts away exactly. until the audience applauds. Yes. <laughs> like, that's, that's how you do it. Exactly. Like, I shouldn't, yes. I shouldn't say that's how they do it on the West Wing. That's how they do it in every movie and most books ever. Yes. Because then you don't have to write the thing you just tell the reader it was great, and we believe you. Yes. Unfortunately, we had to hear it because it was about writing letters, <laughs> which tied letters. into the plot directly. Like, there was there was a lot of you know shaming of current culture about how we don't write each other right. letters. Um, I'm sorry. You know, my hand hurts. So I'm sorry. I what do you want me to do? Texting is better. I'm sorry. I have fucking tendinitis from doing backbends in seventh grade. So I won't be writing shit. Do you know how long it would have taken to organize this fucking podcast if I had to write Claire a letter? Information. I literally never would have Grace is the only one who checks the mail. I wouldn't have known. No. (laughs) My mail's still good at my parents' house. Also, are we going to forget about Harrison Every four weeks. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But Lee gives her speech about mm-hmm. letters and how they're great. And then she's approached by, like, a slightly creepy man who, like, also already approached her in a bar and was like, I know everything about you, Lee Merrill. And she was like, haha, weird. And then she goes back to her room. <laughs> and in her room... 
she finds a stack of the stack of letters that she wrote Jake in prison and next to it she finds a stack of letters that he like wrote back but never mailed so like every letter she ever wrote has a response she just never classic moment classic moment and then like throughout the book some of the chapters will start (laughs) with like a letter from her and then his reply so you're like getting a little bit of like what they were going through at that time and like what he was experiencing in prison like his reply is not a letter it's just i hate personally this happens actually a lot in like historical romances when letter is a device of describing like what the person's going through but it's just never comes across as communication to a person it's always like fully like an author is suddenly like the guard came closer i could hear both like you are not writing this out in a letter you're not i'm sorry like it's not happening yeah i hate it Give me a flashback. Don't pretend like you Jake wrote this in a letter no. and never you sent don't it. Pretend like Jake is narrating his like his right. movements. Ah. Right. I don't know. You it's the smallest pet peeve, but I hate people. it. If I did that to a friend, they'd be like, "You must stop contacting me." <laughs> so then, Honestly. Lee is like, where is Jake? Obviously, he left these letters for me. I have to go find him. But, oh, no, I'm in Austin. I don't, I'm not from here. I don't have a car. She runs into Sandra, the head of this conference. And it's like, Sandra, I need to find a guy. And Sandra's like, oh, yeah, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. I, I feel you, girl. And she's like, no, it's not like that. And Sandra's like, I get it. Take the keys to my Prius. <laughs> You don't loan your key to a random lady. You don't loan your car to a random lady so she can go have sex with someone. You loan it to her for a genuine emergency. Which, like, I feel like if she had explained the situation, I would have also given her my car. But Sandra's like, sure. say no more. Yeah. You really say no more. Like, I, I like, need no more context. Yeah. Sandra did not need details. He was like, full blessings, fuck in my car. Full blessings. Correct. Correct. It, 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 it is a Prius. And she's like, on her really <laughs> It's a Prius. It's a Prius. It's small. You'll have um, to crouch. <laughs> so then Lee drives around the whole town looking for Jake, looking everywhere, looks a mess, finally gives up. Is like, I'm not going to find him. But then is like, you know what? I have to go, like, stare at the river. Right. Like, I just. She has I, to be on the dock. I have to go sit Where on the dock. Where she grew up, but we never stare heard about at the it river. before. <laughs> But we literally never heard about this dock before and we'll never hear about it again. Um, So she goes to the dock and is staring at the river. And then she hears a voice and it's Jake. And he's like, Lee. And then she turns around and is like, I've been looking for you. Where have you been? And then they make out on the dock and then they go back to her hotel room and then they have sex like four times. So she's a cheater. Let's she's just a cheater. throw that in here. Because she really, like, implied to Joseph that she was going to marry him. Like, she didn't, I mean, already. Like, you, you can just be in a relationship. You don't have to be practically engaged. But Correct. she's practically engaged. Correct. Who did this to Chris Harrison? Was he Because <laughs> he was like, this is romance, actually. Yeah, absolutely. If these two people immediately have sex... After 10 years while cheating on this Immediately. man. Immediately. 
Perfect. I could truly just... Well, because Jake knows about Joseph because Jake oh, yeah. Googled her. Oh, yeah. Everyone's fully, like, on board with the cheating. They're like, yeah, mm-hmm, no, this yeah. is going on. Chloe, Chloe is, like, good she's like, for sure. you. Amazing. I always hated Joseph. I'm so happy that you're doing this. Like, God. Why would you... People don't want to read about that. No. People do not like cheating well, or take kindly like, to it. This is Obviously. Like, it, it was clearly meant... Well, I don't know if clearly is the right word, but it's supposed to be some sort of love triangle. Like, theoretically, mm. Lee is torn between these two guys. One who is, like, security and success and comfort and one and who she's is an like, orphan so you know, she has her, to yeah one who is like her first love her passion whatever by the way lee has a million dollar trust fund wow. she has a one million dollar trust fund just he's like i'm torn um, between this man who's my boss and secure and this yep. man i sent to jail well 10 and years ago thing hasn't had contact with since haven't heard one piece he's a bad letter but writer. That being said, Correct. she has no connection to Joseph. There is no part of the book where you are like, she's going to pick Joseph. Like, it's not a love triangle no, because it's you so... Because hate she hate Joseph. Because she hates Joseph. And the only part of him that she is compelled by is she's like, well, I'll probably have to, like, quit my job if we break up. But you're yes. like, it's, it's not a love triangle. And so that yeah, makes the cheating worse because it's like you're not really rooting for Joseph. I mean, you're not rooting for anybody. It's a terrible book. No, Everyone's every awful. character is hateable. But it's like you're Except not you. expecting you're, – you're not like, oh, no, what's going to happen? No. Like there's no suspense. She's obviously going to end up with Jake, so like she might as well sleep with him now while she's still with Joseph. But that just makes them both more hateable. Yes. And <sighs> – she <laughs> I just like I don't know they're all very hateable like from the get go. Yeah. I had something to say and I completely forget what it was. No, so. you're good. We'll I move feel on. Like Chris but... Harrison isn't wouldn't be good at writing likable characters or like any character that you could write. No. Because yeah. he's not empathetic. Well and like Yeah, and the hard. thing is like Joseph is just mostly boring. Yeah. yeah. Like for the most part, not hateable. But then he has, like, some lines that make him hateable that were clearly just put in there to make it, like, okay for Lee to break up with mm-hmm. him. Except for, like, but it was very obvious she didn't like so. him. Right. Yeah. So we didn't really need them, and instead you have just created yet another hateable character. Yeah. Like, her breakup of Joseph would have been justified without his irritating behavior, but then he also had irritating behavior. Yes. Also, Jim, Jake, and Joseph. (laughs) Yeah. Can we do better? Yeah. Let's calm down. Let's do better. What? Did you just, like, Um, go to the baby's baby name of 2019 and scroll the J? And scroll the J. Immediately quit. So she and Jake have sex a bunch. Then they wake up and they have sex in the shower again. Okay. Um, and then she's like, I have to go to pitch meetings with like authors to like mainly, maybe like publish their books. So she goes and she meets this guy named Jim, who we talked about briefly before. 
who she's like, he's obviously an army man, and then he is an army man. And he wrote, like, a memoir about war. And he's, like, sexy, but old and charming. And she's like, he reminds me of, like... The trifecta. She's like, he reminds me of someone, like, who knows? She's, like, like, truly flirting with him. Like, she says that she's flirting with him. It's very confusing. And then I truly, like, I cannot express there was, like, stuff about his kids who are grown up. Like, I thought he was going to be her dad. Because the whole point is Abby never said who her father was. Like, she doesn't know who her dad is. Never relevant again. And Jim is, in fact, not her dad. Like, he's just a sexy older man who could be her father's age who reminds her of her grandfather. And, like, gently pats her on the hand sometimes. And gently pats her on the hands and, like, makes her feel comfort. And she confesses all of her secrets to him. But he's not her father. And is not really relevant. It doesn't move the plot along. At all. It does not move the plot along. He is just there to have, like, a good book that she's interested in publishing. Mm -hmm. But instead of being like, oh, I found an author with a good book who I'm interested in publishing, they made him, quite literally, the most engaging character. You might all be wondering. Or you might all be thinking, in fact, wow, this quote-unquote love triangle must be the main part of the book. You would, in fact, be wrong. <laughs> because you absolutely immediately would. following her, like, meeting with Jim, where she's like, I love your war memoir, <laughs> she is approached by the weird guy, who you may remember from before, who was like, I know everything about you, Lee Merrill. And she was like, LOL, weird. Um, so he comes back. He's like, I have a photocopy of a letter you wrote to Jake confessing to the murder of jail tucker and i will use it to ruin your life unless you give me your one million dollar test fund okay i would like to read a quote please please to give us a little bit of context it's a teeny tiny amount of context (laughs) about this man um (laughs) um but this line is his baked bean teeth glistening in the pale light of the room. No! <laughs> Absolutely not! <laughs> what the actual fuck? So, just to give you a little mental image, he does have baked bean teeth. No. <laughs> baked bean teeth. And they are glistening. <laughs> and is he not Dale Tucker 2.0? He's Dale Tucker 2.0. Like, absolutely. It's the He's same character. Sweetheart. Right. It's the, yeah. it's the, the exact, exact same. same character. It's everything yeah. about him. Yeah. Yeah. Did they not both have absolutely. ponytails? They both. I, what is Chris Hopkins' ponytails? So this this guy is named Russ Russell. Mm. He definitely has a ponytail. I can't remember if Dale has a ponytail. I don't know. Um, Maybe I just decided Dale does. I think you might have decided okay, Dale had a ponytail. <laughs> Um, but anyway, so Lee is like, obviously I mailed this letter to Jake. I would never tell anyone. So Jake, are you in on this? And she like goes back to the room and confronts him. And he's like, how could you ever think that of me? Goodbye. I'm leaving forever. Basically. If I remember correctly. So then he leaves and she's like distraught. I don't know. And then probably other things happen, but (laughs) Joseph just shows up in her room Oh, no, no, no. What? She doesn't confront Jake yet. 
She goes back to the room expecting Jake, but Joseph is there. He's like, you didn't answer my phone calls for two days, so I flew to Texas. Which, like, is supposed to come off as, like, creepy and, like, is a little, like, you know, he should probably be letting her have her, her, her space. But, like, I don't know, if your girlfriend or boyfriend didn't, like, respond to you one single time in two days, like, that's concerning, maybe? And she's an orphan, so he couldn't even ask her parents. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, he didn't have to fly to Texas, but I feel like it's supposed to be, like, how dare he? And I'm like, well, he, like, probably low-key thought she was dead um but anyway so then he comes back and he's like i missed you and then he proposes to her again at a restaurant like puts the ring on her finger in public again puts the ring in public on her again finger. doesn't wait for her to say yes doesn't wait just puts the ring on her finger Eight. so Eight. they go back to her hotel room he's like let's have sex and she's like no i'm tired also i just had a bunch of sex with jake <laughs> and he say that hates that yes he hates that she won't have sex with him i highlighted some passages where um this might be after but jake is kissing her she says don't stop it and he says i don't think you want me to stop what she says i do please please She put her hands up to push him away, took a step back. He took a step towards her. I don't want to stop. Not with you. Not after so long. You're what I want, Lee. You're everything. I hate that guy. I hate that you'd even think of marrying him. I think this is. Yeah, this is before Jessa comes back. Anyways, Chris (laughs) Harrison. Why do you think this is romantic? It's not. I don't think you want me to stop. I do. Please. Please. What the fuck? We simply didn't have to write the lack of consent into the story. Truly. No. If we were going to ignore it. Like, no. It just didn't have to be part of it. Yeah. Anyways, I just wanted to throw so, it in there. Um, yeah, no, so that's when she's, like, struggling. Similar vibes with Joseph, where Joseph's like, wait, come on, baby, we can have sex right now. And she's like, I thought you wanted to marry me. Like, yeah. yeah, well, and this is what I'm talking about, where it's, like, that felt so unnecessary to me. Mm-hmm. Like, the part where Joseph gets, like, annoyed at her for not having mm-hmm. sex with him. It it felt like it was supposed to be, like... We hate Joseph. Oh, isn't he the worst? Yes. But it's, like, Jake does, like, literally the same thing, pretty much. And Joseph was boring already. Mm -hmm. So you made him, like, kind of gross and creepy when we we didn't... It was so unnecessary. Like, I, I think the story is better if Joseph remains the perfectly fine guy, perfect on paper, but not right for her. It would have been but better, instead, but you don't want to like him from the very start. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. If you'd had a little more, like, emotional conflict, or, like, yeah. if he was likable at all, mm-hmm. it would have made for a much better story. Yes. Yeah. I completely agree with you. Damn. On that. Because, like, what it should have been is it should have been Lee being, like, this is what I want my heart to want. Right. But I can't make that happen. Yeah. 
But instead, it was like her being like, "Ugh, just looks fine, I guess." Her constantly being like, "This sentence he said made me angry," and then she like, "Yeah," pushes it away. Okay, well, yeah. So flaws in Joseph's character writing, flaws in everybody's character Mm. writing, but that was one specific one. So anyway, so Joseph's annoyed that she went to sex with him. Uh, Then Jake shows up at her door when Joseph is there. And she's like, no, we can't talk here. So she pulls him into, like, the maid's closet. And this is, I think, when that passage that Claire was reading is happening. Oh, yeah, I think so, too. Because she's like, I need more time. And then he, like, sees the ring on her finger. And he's like, you agreed to marry him? Like, what about me? What about us? And I'm like, you were in jail for ten years. You haven't spoken. And then she's like... Then she's like, hey, did you know about this rest thing? And then he's like, I can't believe you'd ever accuse me of that. Then he punches the ice machine and then leaves. Wow. <laughs> because it is not a heterosexual <laughs> romance novel written by a man <laughs> if a different man doesn't punch a wall or hard object. Obviously. <laughs> He's tough. He has to punch it. Duh. He's got feelings, but he doesn't know how to express them through anything except aggression. Except for punching. Except for punching. God. Yeah, so then, quite frankly, I can't remember a lot of what happens, but she ultimately breaks up with Joseph. She's like, I can't marry you. Mm -hmm. And he's like, what? And then that's it. And then then instead of being like, what have I done wrong? He's like, did you have sex with someone while you were here? Yeah. I will say, if someone flew to their hometown and you didn't know anything about the context of them living in their hometown, and then they didn't talk to you for two days after the proposal, my conclusion would be, you don't want to marry me, not you fucked someone else. Yeah. Correct. Yeah, what the fuck? That's weird writing. It was really weird. She's been proven to be someone who doesn't pick up on clues. Not even kind of. Yeah. Yeah. No, not at all. So she sends Joseph packing and then she runs into Russ again and is basically like, yeah, okay, I'll give you $1 million, my $1 million trust fund. Um... But she's also like, hey, you only have a photocopy of that letter. Like, how do I know that you won't, like, come back again with, like, you know, another photocopy of the same letter? Like, you can make multiple copies of things. How do I know you won't come back and try to blackmail me again? And he's like, I guess you don't. LOL. And she's like, guess I don't. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, she's like, okay, here's $1 million. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's when you bail on the agreement. Correct. at some point, she has, like, texted Chloe to find Jake. Because Jake's then, missing. Because Jake's missing. Of course he is. And then, because she has, like, finally, or, okay, because he convinced her that he didn't have anything to do with the letter. Russ was his old cellmate, so Russ must have stolen the letter from under his bed, like, in his mattress where he kept them. And, but then, you know, they still fight and he still runs away. So she's like, Chloe, find Jake. I'm going to go meet with Russell to, like, give him the money. And then she meets with Russell to give him the money. He tells her, like, I guess you don't. <laughs> um, Chloe texts her and is like, I've got Jake. We are on our way. Do not give him the money. Russ is like, 
obviously Jake was in on it. Like, his dad is my partner. Like, Ben, Jake's dad, is his partner. He's like, yeah, we're all in on it to screw you. And she's like, I'm so defeated. Here's the money. And he leaves. (laughs) Five minutes later, Chloe and Jake show up. And they're like, why did you give him the money? We straight up told you not to. And she's like, what does it matter? You're working with him anyway to Jake. And he's like, you're so dumb. He lied to you. That was a lie. He's a con man. And she was like, oh, well, too late. So Russ has left with the money. They have about a page of dialogue where in which... Jake manages to reconvince her to trust him. For the, what, second, third because time? Because for some reason, her trust is fundamentally lost and oh then God. regained. Multiple times. We don't know why. <laughs> Who could say? Multiple times. Um, but the reason that they were like, don't give him the money, is because they found like another photocopy or they found the photocopy in ben's car like jake broke into his dad's car and found it so like we have the photocopy like you shouldn't have given him the money so they they follow him they follow russ to russ's house and jake's like i've got a plan give me the photocopy i'll go inside and i've got this so jake goes inside and he's basically like hey my dad sent me like wanted me to like I don't know, be here. I don't know. Uh, And Russ is like, oh, yeah, cool. Why'd you bring your photocopy? Like, I've got mine (laughs) hidden in the house. And they're like, oh, no, there are multiple photocopies of this letter (laughs) confessing to the murder of Dale Tucker. Um, I don't remember. Basically, in an act of defiance, Jake sets his own letter on fire or hit the photocopy he's holding from his dad. And, of course, a fire starts in the whole house. The whole house goes up in flames. Jake runs outside, Dale runs outside, but then is like, oh, wait, no, he has hidden $1 million in cash in In the the sofa, sofa. and the sofa's on fire. So he runs back in to try and get money from the sofa, and then the house collapses on him and kills him. Yeah. And then, like, even though they're at the scene of another person's death, they, they just left. left. They, yeah, didn't they, just wait. Go. they didn't wait for the firefighters. They just went to get Jake's burns treated. Yeah, at the hospital. And also, Lee just, like, walked into the bank and was like, I would like, hi, I would like all $1 million of my trust fund. I would like to cash, thanks. empty and they're like, my account. Here you go. Here's a duffel bag. Casual. <laughs> Yeah, they give Take her a double, I think. That's insane. So I was wondering about that. Yeah. And previously, like earlier, a little bit earlier in the book, when she's first being blackmailed, she's like, Hey Russell, like, do you know that they're not gonna give me a million dollars in cash in one day? Like that's simply not gonna happen. And he's like, Yeah, yeah right. And she's like, No, that's not how it works. And then <laughs> just like Cut to the next scene, and she's like, "Sure enough, give me my million dollars in cash, what? please." And they're like, "Here you are, ma'am. Hope you have a good day." That is, yeah. Like she says it as a stalling tactic, tactic that it's not possible, but like it truly doesn't feel like it's possible no. because she's like experiencing righteous anger. So you don't think she's go- she You're like, obviously, she's going to figure out a solution yeah. and communicate with the people around her. No, no, 
She Incorrect. Doesn't. She can't do wow. that. Wow. Actually. Why would you expect that of her? She's a, she's a silly lady. She is a silly lady. That's, I it's feel so like that's, stupid. That's how Chris Harrison writes all his characters. He's like, quirky lady, silly lady, <laughs> sexy lady. They're all dumb ladies. And Correct. it's the same lady yeah. because she's multifaceted. Yeah. That's, that's she's the She's complex. <laughs> Thanks, you read it now. <laughs> so then... At the hospital, Jake's mm. burns have been treated. Yeah. For, like, the nine millionth time this book, he's like, Lee, I'm leaving you forever because I'm bad for you. Correct. Um, oh, wait, wait. I feel like what we no, didn't no, no. touch upon mm-hmm. is she, yeah. when they first re-met at the dock, he was like, yeah. finally, we're meant to be together. I've always loved you. Yeah. Love you so much. Let's fuck. <laughs> like, so I've waited for you this whole time. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, And then when she pulls him into the closet later, he's like, you're engaged? God, I should have known that we could never be together. And then, yeah. yes, now we're here. He's been burned. He's like, guess I'm going to get a ride home. He truly flip-flops. See you later. All the time. Because okay. we can never be together because... <laughs> Every other scene, he's like, I didn't write to you because I wanted you to move on. Mm-hmm. I wanted you to forget about me. Like, we're going in different directions. And then in the next scene, he's like, I never forgot about you. We're meant to be. And then in the scene after, he's like, leave me alone. I'm bad for you. So... Oh my God. We're in one of those scenes. He's like, leave me alone. I'm bad for you. Um, I guess if you never, it's been fun. Um, and leaves. So fun. And she's like, excuse me. <laughs> what the fuck? So then she's like, I think I know where he went. And she goes to her family's old ranch, which is now owned by like her aunt and uncle, who she hasn't seen since her grandfather's funeral because she hasn't come back to Texas. And they're like, oh, hey, what is up? I'm like, this should be weirder. (laughs) And they're like, oh, yeah, Jake's here. He's in the barn. And she's like, he's a criminal. And they're like, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) And so then she goes to the barn to none other than the hayloft. Yes, you guessed it. You have indeed guessed it. Mm -hmm. And she's like, you're not getting rid of me. And he's like, I'm bad for you. And she's like, I don't care. And then they have sex again um but he like can't use his hands because they are burned no what (laughs) so the whole scene is like about how he can't use his hands okay i was heavily skipping over this scene (laughs) it's like it's like the scene was like supposed to be like lee feels really powerful but it's just because like she's on top and has to do most of the work (laughs) unfortunately i did see like back and forth back and forth that's all (laughs) (laughs) there was some buttocks grabbing oh always (laughs) why the buttocks grabbing (laughs) (laughs) say ass do us all a favor um, buttocks. Okay. Also, this is 80% through the book. I highlighted a passage that I would just like to read because it's so bad. Yes. No, please. She was starting to realize that places like people get under your skin and become a part of you. 
that you could leave them, but they changed you somehow, and you could never quite go back to being who you were before, that the dirt of a place under your fingernails was as powerful, as transformative, as any kiss. Hey, what does a kiss have to do with anything? And what does any of this mean? It had nothing to do with any of it. What the fuck? People highlighted this. What? How many people? Let's see. Oh, you can tell how many people highlighted it? Yes, except I highlighted it, so now it won't tell me, which I think is really mean. You know what other phrase Chris Harrison used, like, supposedly in a sexy context, like, Mm. multiple times throughout the book? Knees to chest. They were pressed together. <gasps> yes, to you're totally what? right. Multiple times, not like which this. Which is like, no. but like, no, no, like this. your knees are against their knees, your thighs are against their thighs, oh. and like your chest is against their chest. Yeah. But like, what an unsexy way to describe that. Yeah. And also, that's not a very sexy position to be in. No. Like, no. presumably, if you are pressed together, knees to chest, you are hugging. And also, yeah, I love weird. the idea of their knees being bent and like their feet just. <laughs> I forgot about that, but he used that phrase multiple you're, times. You're exactly I'm just correct. Picturing two people like planking on top of each other, staring into each other's eyes. Yes. Like, real absolutely. Weird, like. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Um, but anyway, that's anyway, about as so sexy as it gets. So. Yeah. They they hook up, um, and she's like, "You're not getting rid of me." Oh, this is where it was like, Abby, Jake may be like a stubborn Texas boy, but like Abby Miller's, Abby Merrill's daughter could out stubborn him any day. And I'm like, not her character trait. She has never been (laughs) in this whole book. Whatever. It's fine. She's the most wishy-washy bitch. (laughs) Most wishy-washy bitch. She cannot keep it together. Reading like the middle third of the book Ugh. was so stressful because she like wasn't sleeping and was late for everything <laughs> and i was like i'm so she was showing out. up to this event where she was like an important figure just hung over every day oh hung over every day late consistently like by 45 minutes not five um a mess a mess a mess, a mess. um uh and jake's like let's get married and she's like yeah and then he's like what are we gonna do for money and she's like oh because obviously since she broke up with joseph she no longer has her high paying editor's job in new york um she's like i'm gonna move to austin i'm gonna start my own publishing company i'm gonna publish jim's book Mm -hmm. and i'm gonna publish a book that you write because your letters they spoke to me you're a writer i spend my days reading people's work your letters are the best thing i've ever read in my whole life and yeah, just BTW. The fuck, the fuck else is she yeah. reading? How bad is everything else yeah. she's reading? And then he's like, LOL, okay, I guess. And that's the end of the book. <laughs> wow. That's the end of the book. We the didn't end. even get an epilogue. <laughs> no. Chris Harrison Romance doesn't want to give us. Almost always include an epilogue. Yes. I'm sorry. Where are the 2.5 kids? Yeah. Yeah. Where's the white picket fence? Ah. Where's the weird pregnancy scene? <laughs> yes. Yes. Required. All right. Required. I have questions for y'all. Are you ready? Great. Okay. Okay. What, uh, what would you guys say the main message was of the book? It's a really good question Gosh. because I was trying to figure that out. <laughs> and I was 
I okay. love. What I will say, what I will say yeah. is I forgot to I forgot to say this at the very beginning of the book. The first line of this book. The first line. I actually I'm gonna scroll back to the top because I think I can quote it from memory, but okay. Lee Merrill had grown up surrounded by men. <laughs> That's the first line of the book. And I think that like sums up what Chris Harrison was mm-hmm. trying to get across. Yeah. Correct. <laughs> Which is like maybe this is how to be a cool girl. <laughs> I don't God, know. That is so bad. <laughs> yeah, I guess like follow your heart is what he was going yeah. for. Oh, um great sex means you'll have a healthy marriage. <laughs> That's what Sandra said. That is what Sandra said. Did he write this in a fury because Lauren Zima wouldn't have sex with him? What is happening? I, I think this is before they started dating. Yeah. <laughs> well, no one would have sex with him, so he had to write this weird book. <sighs> oh. Just yeah. thinking of his weird hook nose. I don't no, like it. No, <laughs> I hate him. He's the creepiest, ugliest Barbie in the world. Yeah. <laughs> I did Uh, say in my notes, if nothing else, I appreciate that this book has no similarities to The Batch a la Lauren Conrad. mm -hmm. Did either of you read Lauren Conrad's books? I did not. No. Okay. It was just the fiction version of the show she was on. Okay. That I can't remember the name of. The Hills? Very weird. Okay. Mm, Something like that. But I remember reading them. But it was just like about a girl who was a reality TV star, what and was I was like, called? "You too, girl." Something about candy. I'm gonna look it up right now. <laughs> okay. But genuinely, yeah. like, to say nothing of the quality, I appreciate that there was no yeah. things yeah. to tie it I to, like The Bachelor. There, he didn't even reference roses once. Not at right? all. Like there weren't roses in this book. In the acknowledgments, he did thank Bachelor Nation, but that's the, <laughs> sure the closest did. we get. Wow. Okay, but actually, the first person he thanked in the acknowledgments was Mike Flies. You know? Oh God. Okay, you guys should give your give your roses and your thorns of the book. So that's the thing we do. <sighs> oh with. yeah. We like the thing we hate. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um. Oh god, it's so hard to think of a rose. What am I supposed to do? Okay, I have to say, um my rose is gonna be Sandra and her Prius <laughs> and her absolute willingness to hand those keys over to anyone. <laughs> Not a care in the world, only there to fix problems. Um my thorn How Jim was wasted. Wasted as a character could have made the story so much more yeah. complex and instead they like threw in a bunch of clues about how cool he was going to be and then he was just some dude who wrote a war book i think those are wonderful those are good thank you rose and thorns i have many more thorns of course but that's <laughs> yes majority of the book is a thorn yeah um i think <laughs> my rose is the the line now let's talk turkey. No. Um, <laughs> because I. <laughs> it was the one time I genuinely laughed so hard. <laughs> because it was written to be serious. Yeah. Awesome. Like pretty early on. Love. Yep. 
Um, yeah, the thorn. Just, <laughs> I think, like, the weird consent issues. Yeah. I was like, this oh, was I mean, already yes. bad without it. Yeah. And not to say that it was unexpected, because it wasn't. No. But God, did well, we have just, to add this in? The classic, like, old romance novel trope yes. of, like, the woman being like, no, don't. But actually, I want like, But I'm gonna. And the girl being like, no, you're so silly. Ah, ha, ha. But, like, still saying no. And it's just, like, there's so many other ways to convey, like, inner conflict. Correct. Because her inner conflict, she wants to have sex with Jake. We know she wants to have sex with Jake. But her inner conflict is like, should I? Is it moral? Is it ethical? And you can convey that without being like, no, don't, and then doing it anyway. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I agree. Um, Claire, do you have any more notes about a perfect letter? Because if see. not, I would love to just, like, I mean, we've been recording for so long, I have so much True. to say about this, but I would love to just, like, talk maybe a little bit about romance novels we do like okay. ever so briefly. Yeah, you guys should do that. Because I will say, I had not read a lot of romance novels before this year, and then I picked up Beach Read, which mm-hmm. is, like, teetering on the edge of romance. Mm-hmm. I would not call it a romance novel, mm-hmm. but I read it, and I was like, Ooh, this is like the perfect amount of smutty for me. I love that. I haven't read it yet. That kind of led me down a rabbit hole of picking up more and more romance novels. I think Claire and I are both on the same page of like we love a romance novel that's like eighty percent yearning, with like two to five solid sex scenes. Uh Like love a yearn. These are we're not talking about the romance novels that like have Fabio on the cover. We're talking about. I mean, like, some of them do, but some of them, the content is what we need, and the cover. Yes. The only other thing I will say about The Perfect Letter is... Oh, yeah, yeah. I wrote down, somehow I just knew a fireplace would be involved, because there was a fireplace (laughs) sex scene, and I can't tell you how much I just, like... On a rug in front of a fireplace. Absolutely knew that would happen. (laughs) Yes, of course. Like, (laughs) I was just like, of course course this is what's going on there is a scene where they're like both in jeans both chopless wrapped <laughs> in a blanket in front of a fireplace on a jean. soaking wet from the rain soaking wet from the rain oh my god that was another part where she was like she's like walking around the conference in like her new york stilettos yes. and she's like thinking to herself she's like i can't believe that i packed these like first thing tomorrow i'm going out and buying myself a pair of cowboy boots yes and i'm like so you wait, know she's from texas do you not wear these all the time in new york and all of a sudden they hurt your feet too much all of a sudden in texas i don't like, understand you have to take them off in the airport because they hurt have you not heard of a sneaker no. Are, are, we're going to cowboy boots. There's nothing else. It's a stiletto or it's a cowboy boot. There is nothing It's a cowboy between. boot. Correct. They represent her two lives, Claire. <laughs> I'm so sorry. You're right. Um, but yes, romance um, wrecks we do like. Okay. Yes. What are, what are your romance wrecks? I would like to relate one to this a little bit. Because okay. it's the first one to come to mind. One of my favorite historical romance authors is Tessa Dare because she writes fun historical romances that you can read now and not be like oh no 
You know what I mean? <laughs> like, it was very clearly written post-2010. Um, but she has a series called The Castles Ever After series. And there is a book that I have to look up right now because I can't remember. Be- well, there's three books in this. Okay, wait. When a Scot Ties the Knot is what it's called. And this girl is, like, super shy and she doesn't want to have her London season. And so she makes up a fake man that she's, like, flirting with. He's her suitor. And so she's writing letters to this man all the time. Fake man. <laughs> she gets to become a spinster because every... Oh, he. she fakes his death. Ah, and then what? everyone in her life is like, I'm so sorry. You get to go mourn at your aunt's castle in Scotland for the rest of forever. And so she just, like, exists there. She's a scientist. She's, like, doing her experiments. She's having a fun time. And then the man she made up turns up at this castle and is like, you owe me my lands that are allegedly mine. Because the person she thought she had made up was a real person who was receiving all her letters all these years and like got to know her like through these letters and she never got to know him but he's like a hot um tall scott yeah and so he comes and then they're just like living in this castle together and he's like i would like to take my land back for my scottish people away from you english people and she's like Oh my god, like hi. Like <laughs> you're so tall. Like I don't even know what to say right now. Um Yeah, it's very fun. I like it. It's sweet. There's angst. You know, there's tension. You don't hate the man because he supports the woman who's like smart and a scientist and like mm-hmm. does fun things. Um so that's a fun one, but you get to read some of her letters to him. Gotcha. Where she thinks okay, that no I one's ever going to read it. it. Yes. yes. Way to tie it in, Claire. Look at you. Thank you. Love there that. is another one that's good, and it has to do with letters, but I can't remember. <gasps> no. What? Maybe I can. <laughs> you, you, <laughs> Don't tease us. You give a suggestion. <laughs> I'll look and see if I can remember which one this is. Okay. Well, this is embarrassing, but lately I've been working my way through the Bridgerton series. Yeah. Yes. The Netflix original show is based on because Claire told me that they were a book series. I didn't know this. Hello. Um, <laughs> and so once we get past the slightly problematic scene in the first novel, Correct. which we also can all remember from the first season if we watched it, mm-hmm. um, they are low-key a blast. Um, I loved reading the second one that is going to be like what the second season is based on. Um, I'm I'm having fun working my way through. They are all just like okay. I've only read two so far, but so far it's just a lot of like we don't like each other except for oh wait we do. And again, it's just it's the perfect amount of steamy for me. Lots of yearning, lots of long looks, mm-hmm. lots of like dreams about each other, and then like one or two very good sex scenes. Not very good, decent sex decent. scenes. Love. <laughs> Um, so, yeah, that's what I've been having fun reading lately. Oh, I um, love it. Well, 
Claire, why don't you tell us if you think of this other one, and we'll put it on, like, our social media. Okay, I remembered and it. And we will... Oh, you remembered it. Tell us I it. did. It's like... Come to think of it, there's another one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you get to tell us about one more. I'm going to figure this all out. This one <laughs> is pretty medium. It's a fun read. It's nothing, like, super special. But it's called forever betrothed never the bride a lot of historical romance novels titles are like based on Mm rom-coms for publishing and marketing purposes um but yes this girl has like been engaged to this man since she was really young betrothed and she like used to write him letters and he would never respond and i can't remember if she sent them or not but it's like so fun to see if they like were sent or unsent and she's like spilling her guts and he like never gives her the time of day and to like cross paths in London one day and he's like wow and she's like wow and then she like basically she likes him because he's a handsome guy but she's like you know what if you're not ever gonna marry me then let's fucking call this off and then he's like wait 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 I don't I don't think I'm ready to call this off. Like, I think I need to <laughs> marry you. <laughs> Conflict. Um, there's a brother. It's like a whole thing. It's a family. It's the beginning of like a family series as well. So if you like Bridgerton Is it the vibes, Bridgerton series? Yes. I'm just kidding. Elisa Braden does family series quite well as well. And Lisa Kleypas. If you want like romantic romance, likable heroine heroines and heroes <laughs> characters family dynamics um i don't know just like and different stories i would definitely recommend lisa Kleypas for historical romance specifically yeah well there you go right. listeners <laughs> you've got Thanks, your everybody. your romance recommendations <laughs> hell yeah okay well Thank you so much for tuning in yeah. for this very first episode of Bachelor Book Club. And thank you <laughs> so, so much, much Claire. Fun. for so much longer than I thought. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> Me no. too. I honestly thought this was going to be like a half an hour, and we got so much content. I'm stoked. <laughs> yeah. But yes, thank you so much for joining us, Claire. It was yeah. so much fun to have you. It was so fun. I love to talk. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll invite okay, you back. everybody. Thank you. Tune in uh, <laughs> next time when I think we will be discussing Courtney Robertson's I Didn't Come Here to Make Friends with everyone's favorite, Anders Peterson. Woo! Um, oh my god. Woohoo! Uh, you have anything else to say, Liv? No. You guys nailed it. I, I, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Right. In that case, bye! bye. Thanks for having me. Bye! bye. <laughs>